0: Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Kidman Podcast. We have a fire episode for you today. Is Holland good? Is he bad? He has a ton of goals, but is he worse for City? And joining me to discuss this today, we have Azam from Azam's Footy Show. Azam, how are you?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. Excited. This is a interesting topic. I'm excited to discuss it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Molina. We also have Molina, the biggest Chelsea supporter and Holland hater in the world. That's so. <laughs> <laughs>
2: One half of that statement is not correct.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's not the biggest Chelsea supporter in the world. And then joining us from England is Patrick. You might know him as Talk Ball on TikTok. Patrick, how are we? Very well, man. The UK representation, close to Holland. Yeah, yeah close to Holland. Closest Chats to in. Holland. That's some all um, the
3: time. Yeah, should be a good one.
0: Yeah. No. Okay. So let's kind of get into this. Uh, Melina, do you want to kick it off? What? What? What are your kind of general thoughts about this? About Holland? his impact on city
2: um obviously he's a stupid freaking robot whose dna was like altered in some lab and was like spliced with something i don't know um but i think for city he has been good i'm not going to sit here and say a guy who has basically 30 league goals in march is, is bad for a team um my only beef rohan with it was with him is um he like outside of scoring goals he just didn't do anything else you know what I mean like essentially just taking up space on the pitch and I know like your striker is supposed to score goals yada 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 but in the new age of football where like a big man striker isn't the thing anymore you have to be versatile you have to be good at more than just one thing which for him is like stupid ugly goals <laughs> like that his goals in uh, versus Leipzig were the most horrendous goals I've ever done (laughs) but like fair enough because my forwards I can tell you all of them are skying those or like missing the target or Mm. missing sitters with keepers so like that goal a goal is a goal but I have my beef with it and that's that's my piece
0: that's fair okay Patrick do you want to kind of back that up because you offered a video that kind of suggested something similar to what Molina said yeah, I'm. I'm kind of at a crossroads with Haaland, uh, because it's
3: a lot of like my footballing, uh, sort of viewing pleasure is about how much when I turn on the TV, like, do I really want to watch this guy, and does this guy move me? Does he get me off my seat, sort of thing. Uh, I'm, um, Lena. I'm sure you kind of had this a little bit, uh, with Jao Felix this season, where there's been times where this guy has just like that. You, you catch a glimpse of his eye, and you're just blown away. The little start, the little flicks, little turns here and there. And it's the sort of stuff that really makes you—I'm sure—makes all of us kind of initially watch football. But yeah. it ain't about that. It's about putting a ball in an onion bag, as they say. And this guy, I have—I've grown a sort of appreciation. I watched the Leipzig game. I hated every single goal he scored. But it's that—it's <laughs> hating every single goal he scored. But the fact that he still scored five before the 60-minute mark—that kind of made me step back. Um, I'm really thinking about it, and I, I can't hate on this guy. <laughs> I'd to hate on this guy. I believe, in my heart of hearts, like, hate is there. But it's just, there is something that's telling me that this guy is just too good. Uh, mm-hmm. And the rate that he's scoring at is just too good. Even if it's not for the, if beauty's in the eye of the beholder, then maybe my eye is not that one that sees it. But for many others and um, for the, the countless City fans who literally celebrate his goals every other week, there's clearly value it's just where where does that where does that value lie in terms of in, in terms of, especially like when Molina said that, like, where does that um having a big striker up front who just bangs 20 goals in or bangs bangs 50 goals in, however many it would be, like where does that value lie in the sort of modern game? And that's
0: that's where it gets a bit techie for me. What do you think? That that's a great question. Azam, where does the value lie?
1: I mean, I do think it's like a it's a nuanced conversation for sure, you know. I think that one thing that we need to realize is like I think no one in this pod will disagree that you know, 42 goals by March in all competitions is insane and you can't discount it. But the things that make people ask questions are City in their position on the table. You know, at times they've seemed like they haven't been the team that we've known them to be almost stuttering sometimes in games. But like I said, I think that's very nuanced, too. I've always been a proponent that, you know, a lot of people have put a lot of those issues on Holland. And I think a lot of City's issues are, you know getting rid of very direct players who run in behind and stretch the lines like Raheem Sterling and even Gabriel Jesus. And I think there's been more knock-on effects for the team outside of just Holland in terms of their style of play. I also think another thing is that uh, this is Holland's first season in a new league and for a Pep team. I think you we've seen countless phenomenal players. I mean, Thierry Henry said it takes more than a season to get used to Pep's sort of style of play. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to integrate in. And he's still scoring this many goals. So that kind of question about how much is he contributing to all phases of the play, I think as he gets more integrated into the team, because he's still not fully integrated, I think we will see more aspects of his game, even in their last FA Cup win where he scored a hat trick. I saw him actually linking up play a bit more, which was interesting to me, Uh, you know, a bit more flicks and back to goal play. Uh, I think he'll get there. I I love Holland because he just scores goals. You know, they're not pretty, but, you know, it's exciting just It'll to see the ball go great. in the back of the net that many times. And I think that, you know, he's only going to get better the more he plays in this pep
0: team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of with on here. I mean, where does the value lie? I mean, in, in football, the value lies in who can score the most amount of goals in 90 minutes. And and for me, you know, I had the same questions as, as um, Patrick and Molina right before Holland kind of joined City. And then I had those questions when we kind of hit that weird little stretch where we couldn't get anything going offensively. And I feel like I want to chalk that up to even Bernardo's, like the players adapting to the system, because I think the difference between now and that stretch where we couldn't score a goal is that the players are playing him in behind. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. albeit like the the Leipzig goals were we all like poaching, poached goals, but you know, there were times where I was like Bernardo Silva, like, I know you can play a vertical pass, like just do it. Like, it's so on the run is, but they don't want to lose the ball. They obviously want to maintain possession, and I, I like what you said, Azam with, with Sterling and Jesus. But while they did stretch lines, what they couldn't offer was goals, and I yep. feel like they've kind exactly. of replaced that with Holland. Like you're gonna have a give and take. Like no team's perfect. Um, like even Arsenal, like they have depth issues. Every 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 team in the world has some issue, and I want to know, what would you guys say overall has he been better? or worse or has he made city better or worse
2: so i my question is like i wish there was a way to figure out like the team total goals up until this match week in the league from last season and now to see like obviously he's taking those goals from other players right like they're all they're consolidating those goals to him and obviously other players are scoring but vast majority are coming from holland Versus, like, last season, those goals might have been spread out a little bit more amongst the players. So it's hard to, like, say, does he make them better or worse? Because individually, he probably does. Like, that amount of goals is stupid. But in a team effort, like azam was saying, I don't think it's him. You know what I mean? I think it's a lot of other things. It's, like, a perfect storm of things because with the league, right, Arsenal's first – in City is second, and you're looking at Erling Holland, who has 4,000 bajillion goals in the league, you're like, well, why aren't you first? And I think that's a lot, has to do with a lot of other factors like selling uh, Sterling and Jesus and even Zinchenko, like, that, that's mm-hmm. a big thing to me. Um, so it's hard to pinpoint exactly like where the issue is. Um, but, you know, like Azan was saying, I think his game will evolve because ever since I said what I said about him being very like one dimensional, he went and had like four assists in two games, you know? So I, he's definitely getting there. Um, I don't know. It's just a weird like transition period for city. And that's weird to say, cause they're second in the league <laughs> with a guy who scores goals for fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think what you just said there sorry, was was perfect. It was like the, yeah, my bad, my bad. Uh, it's like the, the transition period. I think that it's too, it's hard to tell whether or not he's going to make them better or not, because I think Pep himself is wanting to evolve his team into a different way. I mean, this is something that Pep, I think, has always thought of. I mean, Barcelona went out and they won a treble in 08-09, and Pep sold Etto for Zlatan Ibrahimovic, because he said that he wanted the team to have a different dimension. And I think he's realized that this, like Molina said, this spread out goal scoring, it works in the league. It's very, very consistent. Players are going to get their chances, but we all know, City wants the Champions League more than anything. And that spread out goal scoring, I think, sometimes hurts the team because when they need a one moment, a moment of mag- magic or, you know, a consistent way to play when your backs are against the wall, they would almost recede into games in those Champions League. Where Holland, I've always said, is I mean, he's a goal scorer. Goal scoring is moments, you know. He's he's someone who can get you a goal out of nowhere. He's clinical when he gets it. I think that's what Pep is more interested in by bringing in someone like Holland is the fact that there's someone who can, you know, even if you're Baxter against the wall, all Holland needs is one chance. He's going to score a goal. He's going to get you back into the game. Whereas like players like Jesus, Sterling, et cetera, they really relied on city creating multiple chances for them to get their goals, you know? So when you're not playing poorly, when you're not playing well, uh, it's going to hurt you in some of those champions league ties, you know, it's like Real Madrid, you know, they turned it on and city couldn't get a sniff for the rest of the game, you know? And if Mm -hmm. they did get chances, someone like Jesus or Sterling might miss them. Whereas like now, you know, if their backs are against the wall, like I keep saying, Holland, give him a sniff. He might get you back into the game. So I think Pep's trying to evolve the team a little bit more.
3: You think you think City missed that Maverick in a certain way? Yeah, I think teams Mm -hmm. that win the Champions League usually have always got that one guy, whether that's whether that's Benzema just coming up with like 15 goals or whatever he scored last season. Yeah. Liverpool relying on Salah to bail them out of games or, or Mane actually to be fair in Champions League games Mane would always show up uh, mm-hmm. and, like our guy who was just like Fuck it, that, guy, that guy's just going to create a goal that guy's just going to do it like and City have an, an incredible I mean some of the run you spoke about before about City being an incredible 38 games season team uh, mm-hmm. that will because of the quality of their squad has the best team like every league game that they play they've got the best team so more likely than not, they're going to win most of the games. But when it comes down to those sort of clutch moments, where you need a guy just to go, fuck it, let me just take this game out of scruff and let let me just get yeah. this, guy, let's do this thing. This it's often been a case that they're looking around for that guy, and that's kind of what happens mm-hmm. when teams when they don't have their they don't have their guy who's an elite goal scorer. It's like when Kevin de Bruyne is your is the best player <laughs> in your team, Kevin de Bruyne can have the game of his life, and he can yeah. set up 15 16 chances. But if the guys on the end of it don't feel like they're the guys, if they're the Marizas and the Sterlings and the Cancelos or whoever, then you're not going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting point. Um, I was throwing around, I was, I was playing about earlier with some stats. Uh, love a little bit of stats could sort of break this up a little bit. I don't know if this is any interest of you guys. So at this point last season, if we go, if we go off of. Um, average goals. So if we go off the amount of goals that City scored last season, they scored an average of 2.4 a game. This season they're at despite having a guy who's up front scoring what 28 goals, they're at 2.3. So they're slightly down. Hmm. Nothing, yeah, nothing nothing crazy, but you know, slightly down, kind of interesting. Uh their XG this season, they're at 2.0. Um, so they averaged like 2.2 XG a game. Next last season they were again 2.3. So they've dropped off in both departments. Uh, mm-hmm. and that overperformance is basically all from Harland. He's overperformed by seven goals, uh, which is like fucking ridiculous. Which backs yeah. up his start, the backs up his performance. And after that, you've got Foden who overperforms by four, and then you just got like one or two guys who overperform by one or two, including Cancelo, Kastel- who's no longer there. So it's 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 a tough one to to really say is he taking away or is Haaland actually just covering, papering over the cracks for a team that is really lacking a lot offensively and doesn't have many guys who are really willing to flick the switch, if you will. I don't know what you think.
0: I feel like, you know, I don't want to chuck it all up to adapting to within the system. And we know, you know, overperforming your expected goals can be dangerous. It might be dangerous in the case of like Phil Foden, but I feel like Haaland's kind of the anomaly in this situation. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. his conversion rate, I mean, you, is ri- ridiculous i mean to overperform by seven goals i didn't know that that that's amazing
1: it's nuts yeah
0: but yeah. i do want to touch on on a point when, it, when one of you guys said earlier you know the criticism last season and in the champions league but that was you know there's no player that's him like you think about the good chelsea teams like they had a striker who could just go and get you a whether that be like drogba hmm? the last
2: that's the last one. It's been ten years. The
0: last yeah. one. The last one. Hey, I, I, said, hey, I, said, hey, I said. I said. I the, the good Chelsea
1: teams. The good Chelsea
0: said, teams. Said, he the the last Chelsea, one Chelsea, was ten Chelsea, years Chelsea, ago. Said, yeah. Where anomaly <laughs> you know, can be the champion? The most recent Champions League win, but. I mean, you you had those that's players. My, bubble, year. bubble ring, bubble ring. No, 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 that's, no, what no, no. that's what no, I'm saying.
2: No, that's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's gonna give us this and
3: propaganda. I don't want to hear. No no, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. <laughs> this I've said this before. My beef with Pep Guardiola in the Champions League is that he overcomplicates it and he tries to quantify things that are not quantifiable. He tries to quantify luck, and that's what the Champions League is. You can win a 38 season Premier League, right? Because it's based on consistency. It's based on more so on tactics than the Champions League versus mm-hmm. the Champions League, which is a little bit of tactics, a whole lot of luck, a whole lot of moments. And I think Azam was talking about moments earlier. That is what City have needed for a long time. And that's why Chelsea have two Champions Leagues. And both of those times, we were asked in the league. Like, it, Champions League and the Prem are different beasts. Because they require different things. And that's like my beef with Pep. And that's why Chelsea's Champions Leagues aren't like fluky. It's we cashed in on the luck. We cashed in on the goals, you know? So
0: that hmm. that's true. That's what I was gonna say. You know, now, now that you know it's a little bit of luck, I think Holland does offer that moment like when you're in doubt you're like fuck it give holland the ball but i don't want to touch i don't want to glaze over what 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 patrick mentioned azam what are your thoughts on that you know 2.4 goals per game to 2.3 and then an xg of 2.3 down to 2.0
1: yeah i mean i think again it's a transitionary period i think there's multiple things i think peps he's really i think he has been trying to find the perfect formula for holland too because it wasn't just a straight fit you know he's been doing interesting things like for me personally i think every single time Phil Foden steps on the pitch. He looks great, but Pep will go like long stretches without Foden playing in the, you know, he'll go, he'll, he'll rotate a lot. And I think he's just trying to find that formula. So I'm not surprised that their goals have, you know, somewhat gone down And Holland's papering over the crack. They're trying to find that formula. And personally, I have no stats to back this up or even things I've seen tactically just watching them on eye tests in the past, like few weeks it seems like they're starting to hit their stride. And we keep saying City's second in the league when, you know, they've been winning leagues for fun. They're five points off. I think Liverpool has been in multiple comfortable positions or uh, on instances where they thought, Hey, we might have this and city will catch up. I mean, we could be the end of the season and it could be the same thing all over again, you know, except this time it's Holland lifting the premier league trophy, maybe a champions league. And we won't even be asking these questions. You know, there's been a transitionary period, but I think that they will find their groove. I think they're starting to find it. So Yes. Goals may have been slightly down, and there's been over-reliance on this freak named Holland. but I'm scared of when it all clicks for City because if, if it does, I mean, watch out.
0: I think what I want to say on on your point of rotation, I feel like there's always one or two players in any Pep Pep team that don't really get rotated. I feel like KDB in recent seasons, mm-hmm. barring injury, was kind of a consistent starter. Recently, it's also been Rodri. But, yeah. Uh, Patrick, were you going to say something? I want to know, guys. Season stops tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Who's your player of this, Who's your player of this season? Oh, great question. Great question. It's, so, a, it's
1: only between two for me, but you can you can go Rohan.
0: Huh? No, no, no. Who are the two? Go for it. Who are the two, yeah? Erling
1: Holland and probably Bukayo Saka to me.
2: I was gonna say the same
0: thing.
3: So okay. who are you gonna put your money on?
0: Yeah. Who,
1: who am I gonna put my money on to win player this season?
0: Okay, who, who, who are you voting for then? Yeah, go, go gun to your head.
1: Ah, it would be Holland just because of his goals. I think it's been just the goals he scored, but it's hard because Bukayo Saka has done. He just does so many different things for Arsenal. He's yeah. he's a freak of nature. But I think the goals Holland scores, I think I think he'd be
0: the safe bet. I feel like.
2: I agree.
0: I agree as well. I mean, I obviously agree. Um, <laughs>
3: <laughs> but how? But this this is the crux of the conversation. This guy is the best player in the league, but mm-hmm. he. But we're still undecided about even if he improves or is the
0: is good for his team. This so I think will, he will.
2: Never,
0: I think he will as well. Okay. I think he will. He you've, I think he you've will seen, as seen as it. Well. I mean, against Burnley, he had a I think two goals that came off of link up play, and it was just mm-hmm. long ball to Holland, one pass, and then play Holland through. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think that's the only certainty. Like we're saying, are we still deciding? I feel like I am certain that he will, and this part is just the inevitable part of transitioning into a new team he's a striker that city haven't really had for a while i think the big conversation to have is actually did holland choose the right team because i think holland is someone who thrives in transition he thrives when there's space in behind and when you go to a team like manchester city you're going to be playing a lot more settled defenses a lot deeper lines and so did he choose the right team but did city choose the right striker i think so i don't think there's another striker maybe maybe kane you know but uh, I, think I don't think they did option. anything wrong with their choice yeah
2: As i feel um, like literally... sorry go okay. ahead
0: no no no. go for it go for it
2: i literally said that a couple of weeks ago um, oh,
0: Really?
2: I can't remember who it was like a pundit or something and i think it was the cbs guys they were like uh did city like pick their it was on yeah and i was like I think City picked the right guy. I just don't know if City was the right place for him. Mm-hmm. You know? Just because of that, the way they play and the way Pep um plays, especially first season players. Um, but obviously he's Holland is the is the exception, not the rule to that. So I, I fully agree. Like I think City have their guy. I just don't know if the guy like if, you know. You know what I, mean? I think
1: we could be sitting here at the end of it all saying that Holland did because I think it might force him to evolve his game even more mm. to under Pep. You know, you never know. But Patrick,
3: you're earning Haaland. Mm-hmm. It's the summer of 2022. You're chilling. You know, you're wearing your Coventry shirt or Boca Juniors shirts. You know, he's got hella shirts. And you've yeah. got every club in Europe, and they put a contract in front of you. And there's PSG, and there's Liverpool, and there's Real Madrid and there's Manchester City, and there's Barcelona, and there's United. Partner. You rip the contracts up, and you say, hey, relax. Which one are you sign signing? It's I'm... tough. Do you go, think he picked sir. the decision?
0: Where would you go? I'm going with... One is difficult, so I'm going to give you two. I'm going to go Liverpool, because I feel like a large part of Liverpool's lack of performance is they don't have that same pressure where they used to box teams in that's because Darwin Nunez also can't finish. They can't put pressure on these teams. They can't push forward. Patrick, you're Liverpool fans. So maybe you, you want to give your thoughts oh, on that. Oh, oh, and oh, then oh, the second oh, option...
3: Oh, I don't
0: want to
2: think about that guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's,
0: giraffe. We have a conversation. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah, I like so. Darwin.
1: I like Darwin. So do <laughs> I. I, th-
0: I think he's in a similar situation as Holland, where he'll improve, but, but st- st- sticking with Holland, I think the second option, it's a bit of a betrayal, but I- I'm going with Bayern. I mean, they... Yes, Chupa Mouting's Muting, kind of doing it, but I wouldn't say his goal quality is that much better than Holland's. They're still he kind of... He must have like 20 already this season, right? That's what so I'm saying. If you're just, he... just up at
3: Haaland, he's got like 75 by this stage
0: or something. So. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, you're sticking in the Bundesliga where you're already killing it. You're going to Bayern where you have great providers. You have Muller running off of you. And, you know, Chupamoting, I would classify as a bit of a poacher. You're getting kind of a similar system as City, but with more directness and worse defenses. So it's better for your career. It's better for your, you know, standings all time. But that's me.
1: Yeah, I would uh, I would love to see Trent whipping in some balls to Holland through I, I think that would have been incredible. Uh, it's funny that I said did he choose it because I still think I probably would have chosen Manchester City too, just knowing everything because they create so many chances. But I probably wouldn't have foreseen some of the issues that might have arisen at the time. Um, other teams, yeah, I think Liverpool is a good choice. I think Bayern's a great choice. I think the way PSG play, if they have a play style, but can sometimes be very transition based as well. You know, uh, could be interesting. And then you have someone like Messi feeding you balls Mbappe obviously drawing so much attention behind the lines. I think Holland could have wreaked some havoc there, especially in the French league, but I don't know. It's tough because once you make that step, like Dortmund was a very transition based team that fits so much within Holland's play style, but you make that next step up, you're going to be facing a lot of settled defenses in the same way that I guess Holland is facing, you know, with Manchester city. It's a tough one.
0: I think PSG works and is like, it sounds nice, but I think they, stay consistent with the same issues that they have now like no midfield yeah yeah for Defense sure is shaky
2: at best. well what's is up a SPL yeah they're they're
1: they're a fake team for for sure for sure Actually, but Holland I mean, might give them that structure you know
2: yeah i have always yeah, thought
1: them back
3: you got messi and he's not working back no that's they're, for they're sure good. When when the, when there's a counter attack, them guys are up front, like talking. Yeah, to yeah. yeah. No, that, that is like, very like, true. Yeah. Know, like they're not pressing, doing nothing. like that. He'd also uh, he'd hundred percent get pissed off at them. Like Haaland's the type of guy. He's his obviously his personality is very different to the model superstar. So he's mm-hmm. going to see guys like uh, Neymar and Mbappe, and Messi, just sort of slap, slacking in training, lacks like, and stuff like that. He's he's <laughs> he's not going to stand for it. Like he's he's going to kick up trouble. I maybe mean, I think,
1: maybe that would be something PSG needed, right?
3: Maybe it is, good point. but if i'm Messi, i'm looking at this guy like i don't know where norway is i'm not trying to hear anything you say like
2: i think real. holland
1: i think holland would have something similar that mbappe had with Messi. i think which is at first mbappe was super selfish you know like last season mm-hmm. he was all about himself but this season you've really seen it click i think psg had a terrible run of form into that byron tie and then just some just they're like you said they're not a real team but you've sort of seen mbappe realize that the more he plays through Messi, the more goals he will get to. He almost trusts Messi so much more now. I feel like Holland might have been the same way too. You know, I mean those those Messi through balls, he'd he'd eat off those. But you never know. PSG is an interesting one though because I don't even know what their play style is. They they
0: suck. We can talk about them later. They're, they're
2: literally just like a, a cool brand in Paris that happens yeah, to have. They're a
0: fashion <laughs> brand. <Damn. laughs> um, yeah. Malina, where are you going if you're Big E?
2: Chelsea Football Club. Um, now, I'm I'm- I'm- <laughs> I uh, a girl can dream. Hello, I think Bayern because I am a big proponent of like young players taking smaller steps towards their dream clubs or like that big big move. Um, my prime example, I have two examples actually of like a good a good and a, and a bad. The bad one is Luka Jovic um moving to Real Madrid mm-hmm. like right off the rip and. Mm-hmm. You you haven't heard from him. He's in Fiorentina now, right? Like all alone. Um,
1: Madrid's and, the worst place to go. Place to it, go to for that. You but can, straight from ax.
2: Eintracht Frankfurt to yeah. Real Madrid, that's, that's too big of a team. jump. Yeah. Versus like a Dusan Vlahovic, who you start at Fiorentina, and he he was linked to the Prem. He was linked to the big teams, right? But he was like, well, let me take you know a season or two to a bigger team in the same league see if I can evolve a little bit more, and then go somewhere else. Because if he went from Fiorentina to, like, Chelsea or Arsenal and was stinking up the place, he'd be ripped to shreds. And then his confidence is ass. And then his development might be, like, impeded somehow with that. Like, these kids Mm -hmm. are young. They're so young. They're literal babies. So Mm -hmm. I think Holland, um, you know, City, okay, fine. Like, it could be the right move. But maybe Bayern would have been a little bit better. Um, But it's all speculation, so...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, a... at the end of the day, he's still scoring goals for fun at City. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like yeah. he's
2: he's not flopping by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> yeah.
3: Patrick, where are you going? Um, I think I'm going to Manchester City. Still, mm-hmm. okay. I I, th- I think Haaland. Uh, I think Haaland in his mind has. Uh, and I don't know the guy personally, but I think he has so much self belief in him, in in his abilities. Everywhere he's gone, he's scored goals at like an unbelievable level. And I think he ha- He does have a bigger plan. I think being able to join City. I think it's very telling that he joins City on a on a two year deal uh, with like a ridiculous release clause, because he knows that he can come to the Premier League, the 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 kind of Super League of football, which is realistically where the kind of the only place that most football fans will give you respect to go into these days. You know, if you go to France, ain't no one care. If you win the Bundesliga with Bayern. True has been doing that every single season. Spain, yeah, kind of, but Barcelona Madrid kind of all over the place in the same time. Like the money that goes around in the Premier League to win that is kind of it, it's everything uh, yeah. at club level. But it but Manchester City at club level are not everything. They're not Real Madrid, they're not Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I think Manchester City is the only mega club where you can tick off the Premier League from your tick list of sorts of stuff you've done, you've won the player play the league there, you've won the league. You win the Golden Boot or something like that, which is like all within his remit this season. And then you can still make that move to the big time. It's like kind of what the Mbappe thing a few years ago of, okay, let me just go PSG. Let me tick off these mm-hmm. few trophies, Let me just make sure I'm certified here. And then I'll go Real Madrid. And I think mm-hmm. Haaland's bigger plan is definitely for sure to, to kind of get the Premier League thing out of the way. The easiest way that happens is to go to Manchester City, the club with the best manager and the best money and the best facilities and the best um performance in the league the last few years. And then you can take that and you can go elsewhere. Whereas I think if you go to a Bayern or or a PSG or something, that sort of path, that um that sort of uphill trajectory, it can go, you can stagnate very easily, or you can just completely blow it up and mm-hmm. you'll start So um
1: yeah, I, I think, think you I hit the nail on the head, head there too.
3: Yeah, I think um... I a, not based off just being there now, but the, the literally the chance that you can project yourself to go higher.
1: Yeah, what you said right there was so smart too. It's not just the club too, it's the manager, right? You're going for Pep Guardiola. He no matter what, he's the guy to find a way to integrate you in quickly, you know, whereas you go to like PSG, Christophe Gautier or, you know, even Nagelsmann, the you know, they're not not the pedigree that, you know, say a, a Pep Guardiola has. If I'm putting my faith in someone to get the best out of me, it's probably going to be Pep in the current, in the current game.
0: Yeah. 100%. I, I agree with that. And I think he knows, you know, if you go with Pep Guardiola, you kind of develop a little bit more. You look at the current city players, mm-hmm. they didn't have this ability that they have now. Whether that's, you know, better or worse for their career, they're they're better players in possession. And now you're adding an element within all, Holland's game. You don't wake up and forget how to score goals. You always have that with you. You have that poacher sense with you. Um, but we were talking about, you know, Sokka or Holland. And I feel like there's a difference between best player in the league and player of the year. I know it sounds weird. How can you be Mm -hmm. the best player in the league and not be player of the year? So my question to you guys is who's player of the year. Does, does does that change? Does that change your answers at all? Is one player of the year and is one the best player in the league?
2: I think for me, it would because I I think awards are uh, stats based. And the biggest stat is goals. Um, and your striker, like, I, I, he's probably going to get 40 goals by the end of the season. How can you not award player of the season to somebody who scores 40 goals in the hardest league in the world? Um, but best overall player, it would have to be, like, Bukayo or Martin Odegaard, just because of how much they have to their game, you know? Um and I think that's what best encompasses. Like you're, you're the best. I know if you could put Bukayo Saka as center back, and he'd probably kill it. You know, so
1: I feel like for me, it still probably stays Holland because I'm trying to think of like I get because I, I agree though. I could totally see Saka based on that, especially if Arsenal win the Prem. But Arsenal, as much Saka does so much too, but they are very much a team effort as well. Whereas like as much as City's a team effort, Holland's been the guy, you know, for them scoring. So in terms of like an individual award, I still probably would lean towards him. But I think it's I think it's it's closer than people think, even if you look at their goal and their goal contributions, it's still closer than people think.
3: Yeah, I'm 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 probably still I think I'm still team Haaland. Um the best play, like it's a very interesting point of the best player because like it's it's happened before when a team a team will win the premier league and the best player on the best team will win the the trophy or mm-hmm. in an alternative case where uh let's like, say take Gareth Bale in I think it was 2013 Spurs didn't even make it top 4 but that guy was so obviously so good and he was so obviously better than everything else around him uh that they just had to give him to give him the award it's I, i'm not certain yet that uh, Saka is not also just an incre- a product of being in an incredible environment from his own like from his own standings like p- bringing himself up um, getting himself into the position where he plays on the wing every week like you you watched Saka a few years ago when he was playing left back and he was mm-hmm. sort of out of the team sometimes and he would score like four goals or season or something like that because he was so young um, but he's he's got to the point of his craft now where he's so polished within this Arsenal setup that it's hard for me to say. Um, that he's not the best, but it's also hard for me to say that outside of his world, his bubble that has essentially been built all around him, he's come up from the mud essentially um, to ascend to where Arsenal are now. To me, to say that that guy is definitely the best player in the Premier League. Uh, whereas Haaland, I can just, I can, it's the it's the drop them into somewhere else situation sort of thing. How are they going to react? And I think Haaland just scores goals wherever he goes. So I still think I stick with Haaland.
1: Right. Here's another interesting question, I guess. Then who's your signing of the season? Is it still Holland? Oh, or easy, because we're easy. talking about who's That's improved the, the teams, right?
3: Easily. You wanna, say, you wanna say you wanna say Casemiro?
1: No, I don't want to say Casemiro. No, I've seen some yeah. people, I've just seen some people recently names I've like seen Zinchenko and uh Casemiro and whatnot, because you know, Zinchenko's really elevated Arsenal's ability and technical ability with the ball. You know, it's been a huge upgrade on Kieran Tierney, for instance, but you know there there's some people are having the conversation that i still think i mean 20 28 goals right i have his transfer yeah, market up next to me at 28 goals 5 assists five. you know sure. yeah yeah a goal every 76 minutes it's
3: insane that's crazy stats
2: that's so stupid
3: he's so boring though
2: it's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah city have always played like super boring football to me i've never yes, enjoyed playing so watching watching them play and now it's mm-hmm. just even less fun
3: i went to the crystal palace man city game a few weeks ago oh. which, uh, like it was it was a fun to attend but the football i watched was yeah. dire. like yeah. that, was, that, that, yeah. that was you just got palace fans just hating life like everyone they haven't seen a shot on target for about four weeks <laughs> they're giving away stupid penalties like yeah that was that was a rough day raining as well
0: man he scored a pen that game didn't he yeah he scored a pen yeah yeah okay so (laughs) my 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 question for molino would be actually okay before before my question for Molino, my thing is i feel like i'm not a fan of goals and assists as metrics of performance and I might be deluded as a city fan, but I feel like there's a lot of exceptions for Holland. Like we're making exceptions with overperforming XG, we're making exceptions for for a lot of other things. So I feel like what he offers, twenty five or twenty eight and five, is is incredible. So Molina, how would you kind of quantify? I guess quantify is hard, but what makes soccer better for you, basically? Or no, uh, not better, but like. Yeah, better for the... Ahead of him in the player of the year, yeah.
2: He offers just way more to the team. He can do way more. And I I think I said this on this podcast or maybe a TikTok, I don't know. I prefer my personal preference for players, which in essence is what this comes down to. I love players who can do a lot of things well versus just one thing insanely well. Because outside of goals what are you and it sounds so stupid like i realize how stupid it sounds because the thing (laughs) you want in in football is goals um but when i watch kaiosaka i get excited like i hate arsenal with my every fiber of my being but watching him play football is like an ethereal experience versus like holland who poaches the ugliest goals i've ever seen in my life that's not enjoyable for me as a fan so that's like, like, it's just personal preference. It's literally, it's like, not any beef. I don't have an an agenda against the guy. It's just, it's just personal preference what it comes down to.
0: Ask you guys, what um, what's what strikers do you guys like? Harry Kane. Anyone I who think, can score. I think Harry Kane is a better striker than Holland at the moment. Mm-hmm. At the because of what he offers, you know, Tottenham mm-hmm. are in turmoil from their front office to the performances ball. on the, yeah, to performances on the field. And Harry Kane still getting getting those goals. He's still getting assists. His... He moves. You, yeah, but you think... like who moves? Ooh. Like I, I'm not talking like like. Obviously, we
3: know Harlan and stuff is incredible, but like mm-hmm. who, who? Because because I think I think it's a thing of personally. I don't, Strikers generally don't really move me because mm-hmm. and and it's kind of like again, it's an aesthetic sort of pleasure thing. But I want to see a guy take on three guys. I want to see a guy. Um, get the ball in midfield and just turn on it straight away and just Luis
1: Suarez that's Luis the striker Suarez. that moves me yeah that yeah. no, doesn't Suarez, come around
3: often because they just slap the ball into his feet and he'll, and he'll just go on some stupidly mazy dribble his goal catalogue is ridiculous like yeah mm-hmm. that's the sort of stuff that moves me but I think it's quite hard for strikers nowadays oh, yeah. for them to really to sort of get me off my seat Benzema did a little bit last season because it's mm-hmm. a sort of moment, a moment out of nowhere like the moment of magic sort of thing um but like the guys are awesome, man. uh, Harland. I've never been a Lewandowski guy. Just don't really, there's no, there's no soul there. There's no soul in the striker position. That's kind of what it, that's kind of what it boils down to for me.
2: Yeah. I think you have to I, be I an think...
1: exceptional talent, like uh, especially in today's day and age where everything is so micromanaged in terms of tactics to give a striker that much freedom to be able to do those things. They have to, you know, demand it almost with like sheer talent and there's not there's not a lot of players they're kind of unicorns you know come around Mm -hmm. once in a while
2: yeah i that's what i was saying earlier i think the the era of the number nine is fading or maybe it's coming back i don't know but it's kind of coming back yeah i was thinking like maybe like a year ago i was contemplating like after the whole Lukaku situation, I was like, who is a striker like I would bring into this club? And I was just like, nobody's really like doing it for me. I mm-hmm. don't know. Um, well, yeah. Yeah,
1: I think uh, to Molina's point too about Saka, there could be a potential argument too for him where he goes over how The sense of, I just have seen so many times this season where Arsenal may be struggling in a game and he just shows up.
2: Mm-hmm. He shows
1: up at like very, very key pivotal moments with a goal some near post rip out of nowhere and he'll like lift the team back up and i think that to me has been the most impressive thing about saka this season too is his ability to lift the team up in tough moments so that could contribute to sort of like a player of the year award especially if they win the prem
2: putting the team on your back at 21 22 however old he is
0: zombie which strikers do you like more did you already answer that
1: yeah, I like the Louis. I mean, I, I like, I'm like anybody, you know, I like the strikers that move me are very aesthetically pleasing, really dynamic and sort of can create something out of nothing. You know, I think that's, that's something where, you know, can Holland create out of nothing, not as much as, you know, some of the sh- great strikers we've thought of in
0: the past, you know,
1: but again, does that matter if you score goals? No,
2: exactly.
0: Okay. Well, are we, we kind of touched on it. Are, I think Holland is kind of improving I'm out of question, so if y'all got any that you would like to throw out, go for it. Um
3: I like fan and this is not and this is not a thing of like um don't think if you say that they're bad, that, that it's generally a bad player, but just from like a watching perspective, what uh what world class players do you really really just don't don't move at all? Like what guys are you watching and you're just like, I know you're incredible, I know you're the best. Hell, you might even be the best in your entire position, but I just don't care. It's a good
1: mm. question. I would, I wouldn't say don't care because I do get it, but he doesn't move me as some of as much as other people do, which is Declan Rice. But I get his importance to the team and what he can bring. You know, uh, I would still love to have him at Arsenal, but you know, I've seen players in his position to me more elegant in the past. I guess I should say, and maybe a bit more disciplined in like their uh, movement. You know, I think Declan Rice, but he's got a lot of freedom in that team. yeah, he's someone that I get it, you know, but when I watch it, I'm not like, Oh my God, you know, that's the guy. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I think that also just goes back to like being a holding mid is the least sexy thing in football. Like you're so underappreciated and anybody, people only talk about you unless, or people only talk about you up. So I get it because mine is Jorginho. Like I, it's, Major I love. Giorginio. See, I
1: love Jorginho. That's a, that's a, I that's crazy. Like I,
2: when he finished third in in the Ballon d'Or, um, deserved you know, like, deserved. That is the oh, flukiest thing in the world. You benefited Lord. from winning the Champions League and Neppo, being baby. being in an Italy squad that won the Euros. You're telling me but he was so the important Euros? to
0: that Italy squad. He, he was wasn't so even good. the best midfielder he, in either it team. Monte was it. better than Giorginio him. Telly- he wasn't the Barazzi. he was. Verratti was better than him for Italy if you looked at him he had like he the most tackles
1: the-, the most recoveries for that Italy team he did so much dirty work from I like Jorginho a lot I would just and say I agree contact. he was not the third best player in the world but I think on the metrics of how we've done the ball on door in the past he he ticked those boxes off and so I felt like he was unfairly hated on
3: because you know he he
2: and he had a ball on door campaign contact. Is that
3: like, is that that guy with that like half a hamstring lift and sort of like sort
1: of And Golo Kante, and should not have been anywhere months. near that top 3. You don't get into the top 3 Why? for four good he, games at he, the end of the season. He, he just yeah. had some good Champions League performances. He, he was like inconsistent for me. <laughs> that season on Goal Kante was inconsistent. He showed up in the Champions League towards the like uh the business and end of the it. season and, and that doesn't equate a Ballon d'Or campaign for me.
0: Uh, okay. I don't okay. That. This is fun. I no, like this. No. I like this. Okay. All right. If y'all like it, if y'all like it, go for I, it.
2: To me, being on a <laughs> team who just happened to win big trophies—if yeah. you're telling me right now—he was so I good, though.
1: I think he Giorginio was really good.
2: And and between Jorginho and Angolo to start in my midfield for a Champions League match, I know who I'm picking ten times out of ten. Conte with half a hamstring, I take him over Jorginho sometimes.
0: Okay, my thing is, Jorginho is so important to that team. My thing is, Patrick, before you go, he wasn't the best in the Chelsea team. They don't win that Champions League without Conte. You can take Jorginho out, probably replace him with a general top six Premier League. like no. I mid. You put I don't think Kovacic so. I don't... You put Kovacic Not in there, you put Kondiwan in there, you put Bernardo Silva in there, they're fine. For Italy, he wasn't the best in that midfield. Verratti was, was better than him, in my opinion. He offered more, I his love. work rate was better. He pushed. Veratti was good. He pushed forward and was better than Jorginho. But but Patrick, your 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 thoughts. Um I'm kind of a
3: I'm not a Kante hater, but I'm sort of i I, I think um I, I, I think he's I, the most
1: I, overrated player in recent history.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa! I would not say that. In recent history, Burr. in recent history, he
1: had Burr. he was world class for so long. He was like you wouldn't you would take him over anybody. But I think in the past few years, people speak about him in ways that like he hasn't been living up to his standards. You know, and some of those Chelsea teams of er, his early career and those Leicester teams, he hasn't been the same Conte for me.
3: And so he gets away and he's with, been unreliable. He gets away with a lot more than every other world class player yeah because it's when he's on
2: he is when he's he's on
3: for sure i will give you that for sure he has he has proven time and time again that it's like when you're so certified in in a game at this point it's like you can have a two or three years off because like for sure he can literally not play another game for Chelsea, and he'll go down as a Chelsea legend, and there won't be a person who has a bad word to say about him because
1: he completed
2: football in four years. Yeah, I, I agree. In that period, he was
1: phenomenal. He was, he was arguably so nice. the best midfielder in the world. He just hasn't because been was, the same
3: it content. right now. That he's not that great because he's done it. Like, Absolutely, really, done it. I agree.
1: Yeah, I don't think he should have been anywhere near that Ballon d'Or podium. That's what I think. That when people threw his name out, I don't think he should have been anywhere near. I would have still rather had Jorginho over. That, him. Whole,
3: that whole Ballon d'Or year was media. They gave it to Mane was there because of Afcon that happened in February. You had like <laughs> Jorginho jumping in because he was like happened to be on all these winning teams. Kante playing four games a season, like is is a shit year. Ballon d'Or ain't got to be the ain't got to be the pinnacle every year.
2: Sometimes yeah, yeah,
3: just, I agree.
1: Okay, chest, I think uh... Uh...
2: my chest is hurting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we'll it.
2: Boy,
0: who finished fourth in this race? In that? Oh, Palindor it was Conte. It was Conte. Conte, Mbappe, Benzema, Lukaku. Okay. But... Oh my God, man! Football fell I don't. It's I don't know like... if I can justify Jorginho being in there, man. Third, third best player in the world.
1: He was so good for Italy, and he was so good for Chelsea.
3: Okay, okay, well, wait. If you're going to go off who is the best player in the world,
0: then... Yeah, is is Jorginho the third best player in the world? No, I
1: agree. No, not at all. But I think the way that the Ballon d'Or has been functioning for so long, I agree, we can have a conversation about, you know, what the Ballon d'Or actually rewards, totally. But I think the way it had been functioning for years, Jorginho check the marks then didn't get and a lot of players who also check those marks didn't get half the shit that Jorginho got mm. that's my thing with jorginho no not he's nowhere near the third best player in the world but it's it's a the door has never really been fully about that otherwise messi would have won it every single year
0: but... okay wait 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 patrick i don't think you answered are you are you putting jorginho third Hey man, it's been a great podcast.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I put him number one now, but I, put, I don't know. I'm not putting him third. Uh, you can you can sneak somewhere in that top ten, somewhere towards the back end that top ten. I'll like give a, him ten.
2: I'll give him a, ten.
3: I don't think I'm not. I give not, him not, three. I'm not putting Kante free though. I, I think, think yeah. I no, think, no way. So I think the else,
1: way if we take Jorginho out, out, who gets that? Who gets the third there?
3: What was the order?
0: It was, Messi, it was Messi, Lewandowski, Jorginho, yep. Conte, Mbappe, Benzema, Holland. Was it Mbappe, Benzema? Mbappe. Oh, Luka- Benzema, Lukaku, Holland, Ronaldo, De Bruyne. Oh, I think yeah, they did who De Bruyne gets dirty that year? I can't lie, I think they did De Bruyne a little bit. I'm not putting him top three or top five, but I think tenth is harsh. Is that the year that you yeah, cried who
2: gets in the who?
0: Final? Sorry, Patrick. Is that- yeah, 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 yeah. That's the that's year. That he- that's, the year that he- that's the year that he cried in the Champions League final, right? Okay, he Rudiger, Rudiger put piece. out a hit on him.
3: <laughs>
1: him, on him. <laughs> yeah, so who who do you who take Jorginho out? Who goes up into that top three? Given how we not out of best players, but how we rate Ballon d'Or, you know, you win big trophies, you get to the podium. Okay. You know,
0: who gets who gets there? So see, this is interesting because I think the the value we place on trophies, yes, they're important, but I think it's way too much. I agree. I agree in a sport I like agree. basketball where there's five guys, but there's 22 dudes on the field, right? Like if I, you're having I don't that disagree. much of an impact that you're winning, you know the if you're winning, you're winning the Champions League and you're winning the Euros, like you've got to be the third best player in the world for me. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Yeah.
2: Okay. Agreed. Let's, reorder it.
0: let's reorder it for that
3: year. Forget forget trophies. If we all agree that trophies are a meaty stat, yeah. Who was the best player in the world that
0: year? playing the world that year, Lewandowski,
1: Messi. Damn,
0: sixty-four I'd, goals I'd, though. I'd, I'd go and Messi,
1: my I know I I was gonna say that my top three would have been Messi, Lewandowski, and Bappe just based
0: on talent alone. Go, go. Messi's fair. Co- oh, he won Copa America. He won that the Copa year, America,
1: dude. but hey, what what about trophies, Rohan? I thought trophies don't matter
0: but he but he was the best player on the pitch no, no the i know i get what you're saying i get what you're
1: saying on the on the pitch. Pitch. No, yeah, yeah yeah i, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't
0: really was best player in that final in the final
1: absolutely on the final but
0: but group stage knockout games i don't off memory off risk game, I, no bro, no bro. he
1: was he was he was the best he was the best in that copa america and second was luis diaz in that copa america it was Messi and luis diaz were the two best players
0: fair okay oh wait we didn't answer his this is final question his final question who, who are we putting in instead, Molina? Killian. Oh, you're saying Mbappe? Killian. Did you answer Patrick?
2: Killian, killian, killian. killian? I, I think
0: that's fine. Totally fine with that. I still, I think Mbappe and Benzema above him. I, I think fifth is also a little bit generous, but that's me. Benzema that year? Benzema, I mean, yeah, on individual on. talent,
1: Benzema's a better player than Jorginho. Yeah, I mean, I'm
0: fine with that. Benzema won UEFA Nations League, 43 goals, 14 assists. Oh, he yeah, finished yeah. fourth that no. year. My bad.
3: Or 14.
0: That's,
3: that's tidy. Nations League, this
0: Oh shit. Yeah. Honestly, I fucked this up. I thought, okay. This is the re-ranked power rankings of the Ballon d'Or. I don't know why they did this, but okay. First place. <laughs> first place was Messi. Second was Lewandowski. Third was Jorginho. Fourth was Benzema. Fifth was Conte. Sixth. Oh, but oh, Lukaku was twelfth that year. I gotta find my TikTok
1: video I made on Jorginho for that one. Yeah, I'll send it in the chat.
0: Okay. All right. Well, well, that's all we got, unless you guys got anything else. No, this was fun. Yeah, this was a great episode. Be sure to drop five stars. I forgot to say it at the beginning, and be sure to check Patrick out. We'll see you guys next time. Appreciate it. Sorry, Melina.
2: On (laughs) content.